Hey, welcome to our journey through spiritual rhythms, what it looks like to practice the way of Jesus at Wellspring. Hopefully you're finding these videos helpful, uh, whether you're in a well community and processing with a few friends or processing with your spouse, a coworker, whatever. We're hoping that these videos are a helpful way for us as a body to learn what does it look like to practice the way of Jesus. Check out this one. Hopefully it's helpful. Talk to you soon. Well, we're here uh, together. We wanted to take just a few minutes just to talk about some of the core practices as far as what does it mean to follow Jesus, in particular, uh, silence and solitude and Sabbath. So, like, super important, but, like, what is that? Why even talk about it? What does that even mean for us as yeah, followers yeah. of Jesus? Yeah, in the last few weeks, I read this book by John Ortberg, and one of the chapters he talks about uh, this conversation he has with Dallas Willard. So, John Ortberg, right, he's a writer, uh, he's a pastor. He was in Chicago, this was about two decades ago. Uh, so he's younger, he has some kids running around, yeah. his life feels chaotic, he's calling a spiritual mentor, trying to say like, hey, I need some help, right? Dallas Willard is the head of uh, USC's philosophy department, he's also okay. just a wise follower of Jesus. Sure. Calls up, he's like, hey Dallas, can you you know download some <laughs> awesome info, help me yeah. so that I can live healthy and faithfully, all this, right? Yeah. So he's like, all right, Dallas, you know, give it to me. And Dallas is known for these pauses. And Dallas is like, pause, pause, you know. And he's like, all right, John, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And John's like, awesome, you know, nugget, <laughs> write it down, feeling good. Sure. Uh, and he's like, what else? You know, he's got an hour. He's like trying yeah. to cram what it in. What else is there, right? <laughs> Another long, classic Dallas Willard pause. He's like, there is nothing else. Which when I read it the first time, I was like, whoa, like really? Nothing yeah, else? Right. Like, come on. Like, there's a whole Seems Bible. Like there's a lot of pages, yeah, totally, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. this sort of quick titter, Twitter comment. Yeah. And so it's sort of this funny moment. And, and I started to think about it. Uh, and I was reading, actually, Luke 5 uh, this morning. And what stood out to me in Luke 5 is, so this is 5, 15, and 16, right? 5, 15 reads this way. But the news about him was spreading even farther. So all these people are talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the news is spreading, right? This is sort of a rural gossip culture, like news travels sure, fast. Yeah. Like we think it yeah, travels no. fast <laughs> here, right? Yeah, Twitter and all yeah, that. Yeah, and you get into a village, man. It, Gossip is fast, right? Yeah. So news is spreading. There's these crowds gathering to hear him and be healed, right? Mm -hmm. So there's people that are desiring to be with him. Yeah. Uh, and there's this huge need. There's people that are sick that are coming. They want to hear what he has to say about God. Sure, yeah. uh, they, They're sick. And imagine like your child's sick or you're bringing your elderly parent. And in the midst of this, this massive need and this huge opportunity, this is what Luke says, verse 16. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and to pray. Yeah. Right. So in the midst of need oh, and opportunity, yeah. he decides, I'm going to slip away. Yeah. I love that sort of phrase. Right? He's just going to slip away. And where does he go? He goes to the wilderness. Right. He's, he's not going with people. Yeah. Right? He's going into places alone. where it's quiet. He's alone. He's with the Father. Yeah. He slows down into the Father's presence. Where he connects. Right. He prays. Right. Prayer is connection to the Father, connecting yeah. to God, responding to the spoken word of God, right? And what does Jesus do? He withdraws, withdraws. in the midst of the chaos, right? That yeah. we all experience. Totally. Like yeah. modern American life on the peninsula everywhere like, is chaotic. Chaotic, yeah. What does he do, right? In the midst of his chaos, opportunity and need, he withdraws. He withdraws, yeah. It reminds me even of when I was in Israel 
and you'd go to like these famous spots. You'd go to Galilee, right? Sure. You're like, whoa, yeah. if I'm going to be with God, this is where it's going to be. Or you go to, right there, right? yeah, go to yeah. Jerusalem, yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and then we would talk to these rabbis, and the rabbis would consistently, just time and time again, they would talk about, actually, you know, throughout history, people that were seeking God, the prophets, they always went into the wild places. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, you see this in John the Baptist, yeah. you see this in Jesus, Jesus, in his temptation narrative, before he begins ministry, sure. wild place, Paul, upon his conversion, yeah. goes into the deserts the of desert. Damascus. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, so you have this feeling of, oh, there's something about removing ourselves from the mesmerizing mm -hmm. rhythms of our culture. Mark Laverdin has that yeah. quote, right? It's like removing ourselves from the mesmerizing rhythms of our culture in order to connect with God that we can be rooted in who God yes. is. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I even think of when you're talking about Luke 5 there, you know, Jesus had that pattern in his mm -hmm. life to withdraw. But he also invited his disciples, right, his apprentices to that Totally. Exact same pattern. There's yeah. that line in Mark's gospel where he says to his apprentices, come away with me uh, to yeah. a lonely place. That's good. Right? It's that same kind of phrase, the wilderness, the lonely place. Yeah. You know, you need that time away. It's not just about going on doing the next mission yeah. trip or the next yeah. miracle or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's a pattern in our lives after Jesus. He invites his apprentices, yeah. you know, to do, to do the same. And I even think, too, that establishing those, those patterns, those rhythms, it's rooted yeah. all the way back page one of scripture, totally. right? we're talking about yeah. silence, solitude, that relates with Sabbath, right? Yeah. Rest and finding our rest That's in God, true. but the Sabbath, you know, first six days, God creates, Genesis one, but then day seven yeah. is that day of rest, and that yeah. kind of instills this pattern into the universe, the world that God creates, That's and true. that man is given this gift now of rest, you know, I was yeah. even just thinking about it, the first full day that man exists, mm is, you know, they're created on day yeah, six. Day six, same right? with cows. Right, right? <laughs> yeah. But the first full 24-hour day, if you will, mm. is a day of rest. We wow. begin, yeah, you know. Resting the, in the presence exactly. of God. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's yeah, good. and even how that began to become the pattern for God's people, the Sabbath. Yeah. You know, it's given in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. There it's rooted in that command in the creation story. Yeah. But then, as Israel's story progresses, in Deuteronomy after the Exodus, those commands are given again, but this time, the command for the Sabbath, the invitation of Sabbath, is, is rooted not in the creation story, but in the Exodus story. Yeah. And how God delivered his people out of slavery, yeah. out of oppression, into out of freedom. Into yeah. freedom, right? And so now this becomes a rhythm into yeah. more of God's freedom, more of God's life, yeah. out of those, you're mentioning yeah. the mesmerizing patterns, out of the mesmerizing patterns, if you will, of say Pharaoh and the oppressive yeah. way of living into this new way of living. And yet so often, yeah. like as we're talking with people here at Wellspring or just around, you know, rest almost feels like sort of another boulder yeah. to put <laughs> on yeah. to like the, the already overflowing, I don't know, workload burden that we carry sure. around. And so often I feel like, you know, I, when I used to work in the group homes back in the day, I used to, we used to go to hometown buffet yeah. and it was this experience of the, the kids, would, spot going there you go. the kids would come in and they would just load up their plate yeah. and you'd be like, hey, get a green on there and then they'd <laughs> grab a single pea and put it on top like a cherry. <laughs> but it was this sort of moment of like, dude, that is how we live our lives. Mm. It's this massive buffet and we just load stuff on there and then yeah. we feel overwhelmed and we eat it and we feel sick. Yeah, um, it's too much. It's too Overload. much, yeah. yeah. Uh, instead, right, like rather than sort of saying, okay, we're going to include rest and God and time with God onto our over, already overflowing plate, 
Rather, God is including us in his life. We have an opportunity to actually have rest, be one of the first things, and then we build like reasonable yes. things around it. Uh, one of my things that I often notice just in ministry is that people are really good, like if you give them a to-do list, they'll rock it. Like yeah. boom, 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 yeah. you know? But if you give them a stop doing list, they're almost like paralyzed. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I need to stop something? It's so against the grain of oh, dear. So Well, yeah, it's like so against the grain of accomplishment yeah. and performance. Oh no, I'm gonna slow down. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just, I think of just even, you're saying that, it's just so contrary to our culture. Yet so many wise followers of Jesus yeah. have, have said and testified to that rhythm of rest that Jesus totally. did. I mean, can you speak of some of that? I think you mentioned Willard and Orford, yeah, yeah. but I think, you know, Mark Sayers, you've talked about oh, yeah, you know, yeah. withdrawal with turn patterns. Who yeah. are some other like thinkers out there that have talked about some of these things? Yeah. I mean, in the Jewish world, it's Heschel. Um, but I think Sayers in Disappearing Church has this great frame. One of the things he talks about, like, if we are going to be an alive people, we have to have patterns of withdrawal and return. Yeah. We need to have periods where we're removing ourselves from the mesmerizing rhythms of culture yeah. in order to slow down into the presence of God and actually be shaped into the image of God. Yeah. We're going to be shaped into someone's image. Totally. Right? Yes. In the culture, in the yes. narrative, we're going to be shaped into someone's image. And as practitioners of the way of Jesus, better to be shaped in Jesus' yeah. image, Amen. right, than the image of, you know, Google or Apple totally. or Netflix or whatever. Um, it sort of reminds me just even of Jesus' words in Matthew 11, right? So he talks about sort of the yoke. He says, come to me who are, are weary and burdened, right? Yeah. So that's us. Like, yeah. we're struggling. Yeah, we're us. doing life in a crazy way. And Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you and I will give you rest, right? It's like, Ah, oh, that's what we want, yeah. but we're so resistant to doing the change of like, whatever, we have our hands full of 10 balls that we're trying totally, to juggle yeah. and we have to take a yoke and like put it on our head <laughs> yes. and we're like, but I need to drop all my balls. Yeah. Yes, you, you do. do yeah. uh, Eugene Peterson says in Matthew 11, his translation is like, you know, rhythms of grace. Rhythms, yeah. Actually, these rhythms of slowing down of Sabbath and solitude are actually Ways that we experience the grace yes, of God. Yeah. And God's um, power and God's spirit working in through us. Totally. As right? we practice these things. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then from a practical side, right, that's sort of big ideas. Sure. Like how have you experienced in your life? Yeah. Like, ah, you know, these are like actual tips or practices or rhythms, right? We're talking about embodied realities. Reality, yeah. Like where does that hit the ground for sure, you yeah. and your family? Totally. I mean, it comes in like the rhythm idea, yeah, yeah. right? So they're regular rhythms. And I think... For us as a family, we start with like a weekly rhythm of, yeah. for us practically, that's like turn off the phone, no yeah. email, that so sort a bit of thing. Tech fast. The tech fast, I think, because yeah. you know our culture is so into the technology yeah. stuff. You wake up in the morning, yeah. and the first thing you do is like, where's my phone? Where's my phone, check yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, we're gonna not go into that, but just withdraw, right? Yeah. The word that you mentioned there. And have time at, as family with yeah. friends, you know, reading the scriptures, yeah. being together, those sorts of things. But it's a, it's a weekly rhythm, okay. you know, for sure. It's a few hours a day or a whole day. Um, and then it becomes these, you know, monthly, and we're trying to get to this, this, this has been harder for us, yeah. but having, you know, a full day where each of us, my wife and I can totally withdraw yeah, yeah. and not, you know, be around. Like once know, a month? Once a month. Yeah, we're once working a quarter. towards that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's harder. Once a decade. Totally, yeah, it's like with two little ones, it's, it's really hard to figure, you know, logistics yeah, yeah. out with some of that, but definitely it's the weekly, it's the, the monthly slash quarterly 
kind of thing and just building those in little by little yeah and over time the hope and prayer is you incorporate all the practices of jesus and you begin to yeah. be shaped into jesus's image you know i don't know if that we're, yeah. we're not for you though like, yeah. where does that connect uh well so Jeannie and i my wife and i we from the first the very beginning of our marriage we took fridays okay then we had a sabbath so when we were first married before kids we did basically the whole day apart okay. and then we would grab we would meet up for dinner right because we had so much time sure, together yeah, different totally, world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then with little kids what we did is had you know this is so just so unbelievably important mm. for us that we decided you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna split up friday so we're each gonna have four or five hours okay we're gonna take time on our own yeah you know, a withdrawal return pattern totally. on the sabbath and then the other kid parent would be watching the, the kids. kids yeah um so I think there's that. That's a massively important thing. I'll often like go out to the woods. Sure. I'll literally like try and find the wilderness. Yeah, you're like uh, literally. Yeah, like the, yeah, I, I totally, started yeah. taking that more literally. For me personally, it's really restorative. <laughs> uh, but I also think like, so there's the weekly, I also think there's a daily or even mm -hmm. a uh, way to break up a day. Like I, I just think we need withdrawal return as often as we can get totally. it. Totally, yeah. uh, So this, if this is 15 minutes or an hour in the morning of being in the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, removing from you know whether it's technology, being in worship music, you play music, yeah. sort of entering in right brain, left brain, totally, kind of stuff, yeah. like slowing down into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. This is journaling. This is exercises in gratefulness. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's sort of a morning evening rhythm. I'm kind of trying to lean sure, into. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then trying to get to yeah, like monthly or quarterly. Uh, having like more retreats, so this is like twenty four to forty eight hours okay. yeah. away, away. Um, yeah. by myself, or maybe with a group. Like maybe go on a backpacking trip with a couple guys. Okay. That's like out of the middle of nowhere, totally. but you're away. Yeah, your cell phones don't work, uh, but it's a way of sort of connecting, maybe with others, but also uh, just for myself, like mm -hmm. with God outside of the mesmerizing rhythms sure. of our culture. Yeah. So I'd say daily, weekly, maybe quarterly, yearly, something like that, like that yeah. where we have these patterns of withdrawal, return, these patterns of Sabbath, we're actually enjoying and resting in God, yeah. uh, and we're not striving. Totally. Where the grace that shaped so much of Jesus' ministry begins to shape us. Totally, yeah, and I think that's really important just to kind of maybe end on that. Like this is an experience of God's presence, mm -hmm. you know, invitation to God's grace. Yeah in our lives. This isn't like a legalistic no, 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 thing no. or a burden thing. This is, yeah. you know, experiencing God's power and presence in our lives, making space for that yeah. so that we might become more and more like Jesus. Yeah. Right. And that's the goal with yeah. all of these is to see that happen yeah. in your life and my life together as yeah. a community. Yeah. Well, and I would say though, that sometimes when we, when we start a new practice or rhythm, it's hard. Mm, yeah. Um, so like, you know, if I'm going to start running, uh, when I, that first time I run, it's not very pleasurable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to yeah. it. Uh, and the same is true with like practices of uh, solitude and silence yes. and Sabbath that initially it actually might be like, you might experience anxiety. Yeah. You might experience some worry. You might be like, what am I doing? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Because it's uh, foreign. It's different. Yeah. yeah right. Totally. Uh, Dallas Willard says like the way to tell whether you should do a discipline is how uncomfortable it is. Mm. And if it's super yeah. uncomfortable, you probably need more, more of it. More of that, yeah. That actually, so it's not like, oh, this doesn't feel good. It's like, no, no, if it doesn't work, there's probably like, you're actually ill-fitting. Oh, You've been okay. formed yeah. by the culture in such a way that you don't know how to slow. Yeah. You don't know how to rest. And then actually that's sort of a signal to you of like, whoa, 
maybe I should do this more. more? Not like yeah. this stinks. I'm totally yeah, yeah, totally yeah. Anyway, that's good. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, at Wellspring, we want to be that kind of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does take the risk. Yeah. Of slowing. Slowing. Of yeah. a stop doing list of like, all right, Jesus, I'm gonna carve out a little time this morning. Yeah. I'm gonna carve out a little time for Sabbath, and maybe it's. 30 minutes this week, but you build up. Yeah, you start a little yeah, and, yeah. and build off that. Yeah, yeah don't be the guy who starts at the gym and is like, yeah. works out for three hours and then two weeks is done for yeah. the year. Is or hamstring or whatever, in. yeah. <laughs> like, just lean in slowly. Like, we're, we're in this to follow Jesus the rest of our lives. Yeah, the long haul. Yeah, yeah, not to sort of be, win a gold medal tomorrow. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, it takes a little by little. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah.